Arizona football looks to take the next stage with rushing the passer right there. Let's talk about it. We're going to talk historical. We're going to talk what this means and a lot of different stuff. But let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk about, first and foremost, Elijah Rushing. There's a lot to talk about with Elijah Rushing. He is obviously a very good player. Um, but first, we got to just talk again about what this uh, what this means. It has been the longest time since Arizona has been able to bring in a high-profile pass rusher. Honestly, and I know I'm going to be bringing up some bad uh, memories right here, but probably since Lewis Holmes, Lewis Holmes, the uh, number one rated player in the entire country, um, came to Arizona. That's pretty much the last time that Arizona had a player of this uh, of this ilk, um, com- uh, com- you know, commit to the University of Arizona. Now, again, Lewis Holmes wasn't very good. He didn't do much here. And uh, rest in peace, obviously a tragic death. But Elijah Rushing um, is that dude. Again, you're the number one rated defensive end in the entire country. You're the number one rated defensive lineman in the entire country. That's just massive, massive stuff right there. I mean, you know, that's not something that we're used to covering here on Locked on Wildcats. And as you all know, he had his choice of schools. He could have gone pretty, he could have, not pretty much. He could have gone anywhere he wanted. Nobody's caught. Nobody is no coach from Nick Saban to Kirby smart to whoever you want to put on there is uh, hanging up the phone on Elijah rushing. It's not happening. Um, and Jed fish was able to get that one done. Now, Jed fish has always talked about, you know, about how uh, recruiting will be the lifeblood of the program, all of that. And, you know, um, a lot of coaches, like we've talked about, have said that before, but it never really felt like they all meant it. Jed Fish clearly means it. Um, and because, again, Elijah Rushing could have gone to a lot of different places, got paid a lot of a lot of money at different spots. Um, the first and foremost, though, on the field, though, it's been a very long time since Arizona has had multiple pass rushers, quite frankly, we're probably having to go back to, gosh, um, we're probably having to go back to uh, Ricky Elmore, Brooks Reed, and DeAndre Reed as far as uh, player where you had uh, NFL guys, all conference players. Now, and there you had three NFL players right there in Brooks Reed, Ricky Elmore, and DeAndre Reed. So that was obviously a very, very good get there by the uh, by the coaching staff. Um so you've also so that was that's pretty impressive right there. Then on top of that, you haven't really had anybody. Not only have you not really had anybody, um, not only have you not had anybody, you've also not had um, you've not really had anybody uh, outside of Scooby Wright. Now again, there was a few a few exceptions in there. There was a uh, uh, Hunter Eccles was pretty good last year. I think there's. Um, Um, Hunter Eccles, uh, Hunter Eccles was very, very good, um, for Arizona, but again, he wasn't a guy. He, uh, he, 
he was never a guy that, uh, you know, was going to change the game, but he was good. He was a good pass rusher. Again, you got, you got six sacks out of him. I think that we were all okay with that. Um, and uh, not only that, uh, across from him, you got Jalen Harris, who kind of had an up and down career, never probably really reached, I think, the potential that a lot of people did. But right now, with uh, Elijah rushing, you would imagine that when he steps foot on campus, along with Keona Wilhite, who we're, uh, we will get to here shortly, these two dudes right here, these are going to be two players that uh, are going to uh, ring bells. Uh, because, again, you're not used to seeing these types of guys at Arizona. I know I sound like a broken record. I don't care because it's still something that we're not used to, used to seeing around here. Um, so – what do you got as far as the pass rushers then? Right now, we got we don't want to forget about Deuce Davis. Big fan of Deuce Davis on this show. Russell Deuce Davis. Now, as many of you know, his father played in the NFL. By the way, uh, I don't know if any school at, uh, in history had more of a talented defensive line than uh, where uh, his uh, father came from at North Carolina. At one time or another in a four-year period, you had Julius Peppers, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, top five all time in sacks. Greg Ellis, a uh, first-round pick, 80 career sacks. Ebenezer Ekubon, first-round pick, another guy. Vonnie Holiday, and then you also you just had merely Russell Davis, who was a second-round pick as as well. A lot of uh, pretty talented guys there, so he knows it. But his son is obviously not built like him. His son is built completely different than him. His son is built far more like a. Uh, a basketball player, kind of an edge rusher type, quick bend off the edge. But I think you're hoping if you're Arizona that he can be that guy that gets you the sacks this year um, and he can make that next move. I think most people thought that he was going to be redshirted, but he came in and he was clearly good enough not to be redshirted. Um, and not only was he clearly not uh, good enough not to be redshirted, he kind of forced his way onto the field. Um you're hoping that he can get up to about 235, 240 solid pounds. I think ideally you want him to probably be somewhere around 250. That's probably about going to max him out somewhere in college. But if you can get him to that point, you're going to feel very, very good about where you are. Um, now, but again, he's the one player with some real quick twitch off the edge. Then you also have uh, Deuce, uh, Deuce Lane. Now, he's an interesting guy because he was a four-star dude who – didn't really, for lack of a better term, didn't really turn heads. But you can also say, too, that, you know, with a freshman, especially, too, because he got in late, and by getting in late, I mean getting in on time, um, he never really had that opportunity to make that next move. But overall, overall, though, a pretty talented dude. Um, but, again, he's very much – he has certainly hasn't flashed the way that uh, Deuce Davis has. Maybe he will flash in the future, but he hasn't flashed the way that Deuce Davis has uh, to this point. So that's kind of what you have on the roster to this point. Then, again, you got another guy in Isaiah Ward. Stop me if I'm uh, – <laughs> stop me if uh, I sound like a broken record here. Another guy that came in very tall, kind of angular, about 6'6", 245. Um, coaching staff loves him. There's a very good chance that he's going to start this year um, on the defensive line right there at that, at, at that edge position. So you've got some bodies right there for this coming year. But then after that, that's when the real enforcements come in. I mean, not the real enforcements, but that's also when you start bringing in some big-time enforcements, though. And I think that's where Arizona fans should be very, very excited about. And 
We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But first, first, FanDuel. Now, we talked about it. We are in the dog days of summer, and I mean the dog days of summer. It is merely 113 degrees outside here in Tucson. You go outside, and it sucks. And not only does it suck, it is hot. And it's not fun, It's not, but, and there's no good, really good sports on at the same time. Not only are there no really good sports on at the same time, there's also, there's also, it's hot. But, say to yourself, Mike, what can I do then? Here's what you do. The one thing that you do is you put on there and you you say, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bet on games because even if I have no interest in this game, it's going to be far more interesting if uh, it's going to be far more interesting if I've got a little hard-earned scratch in the game. And that's what FanDuel is able to do for you. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All kinds of good stuff right here. Um, now the one thing that I do like about all of this is it helps that you get through the summer. FanDuel is here for you to help or FanDuel is here to help you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. Happy Monday, Wildcat fans. Now we are uh, talking about, um, now we are talking about Arizona's edge rushers. So we talked about what's on the team currently. Now, what is the next step then possibly for this team? Where could we be looking at next? Sorry, I keep talking about how hot it is proving this by drinking so much water but all right so now we talked about russell davis we talked about deuce or we talked about uh deuce lane now uh we talked about isaiah ward now we need to talk about some of the other elephants in the room right here the two players that will be coming in next year and first of all that is elijah rushing now we had greg biggins on a while back and greg biggins said that you know honestly um uh, this is a player that you come that should come in and you kind of expect him to be there three years before going off and being a first round pick. Again, players like that generally don't come to the University of Arizona. We are not used to seeing players like that here at the University of Arizona backing the A as it as it is. Um, now, there are some uh, there's certainly some uh, interesting there's certainly some intrigue involved right here. What do you expect? Because again. A lot of people have said, well, you know, Lewis Holmes came in as a really highly rated pass rusher, and that's a fair point. He did. And I know he was at JUCO, but he was considered generational. Keep in mind, too, it's not like he came out of nowhere. He signed with Ohio State out of high school. Massive dude. Um, everybody in the country wanted him. So Arizona fans have that a little bit. But it's a little bit easier, though, I think, when you're dealing with a high school player because you see him at camps, you see him against his peers, you see what uh, – what, uh, you know, it, quite frankly, what's expected of him, and he's always shown out. Now, um, at South Point, I would encourage everybody to go out there and watch some games because 
this is uh, again, this is I this is the this is the highlight recruit of the Jed Fish era right there. I would encourage everybody to go out there and watch him. Lining up across from him is a player that I think is every bit as good to him as in Keona Wilhite. Now Keona Wilhite, a little bit a little bit different. Um, didn't come from a situation because keep in mind Elijah Rushing Pops played it for Steve Spurrier in Florida. Uh, big guy. These uh, they the rushing boys were always going to play football. Um, Keona Wilhite kind of got into the game late. Was it a couple different high schools, Santa Rita, Cienega, before uh, he latched on with the uh, before he latched on with um, the uh, uh, with South Point with the rushing family. He came in there and he has obviously been fantastic for everything that they want to do there at South Point. So that's obviously something very, very good. But you also need to remember, though, too, that Will Height, when you go out there and you watch him, if you don't know who's who, you're going to be pretty impressed pretty quickly, I think, by Kiona because Kiona is huge. And not only is Kiona huge, Kiona is quick twitch as well. Kiona is just kind of figuring out how good he can be at football. And that is a scary thing for the competition out there because he is – Again, he is a very, very large man, a very talented player. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to enter that high four-star status. And let's be honest, when you've got uh, Keona Wilhite and you've got Elijah Rushing on the same uh, defensive line in high school, that is, that's going to be a problem for any other team out there. Not only is it going to be a problem for any other team out there, it's also going to be a problem for uh, the state because generally in the state of Arizona, you got Chandler Hamilton, you got Chandler. Those are generally the two and Scottsdale Saguaro that are just loaded with players uh, at every position across the line. South Point's got a better defensive line than them. You also have Luis Cordova who has an Arizona offer. It's not really a committable Arizona offer, but he probably ends up at a New Mexico, some uh, a place like that, I would imagine. Um, but he's also good as well. So you've got three D1 players across the uh, across the D line, and you've also got younger players as well. One with an Arizona offer already, another one that's probably going to get an Arizona offer. You probably got five defensive uh, uh, Division One defensive linemen there, and that's again, that's something, especially in Tucson, you don't see. So that, that defensive line should dominate and should dominate in a big way. So as far as expectations then, um, this coming year, I think both these guys should be able to challenge for the state lead in sacks. I think that you'd like to be able to see both of them get 15-plus sacks. I think that when you have two players like that and you can't just key on one, I think it makes it easier for both of them. I'd like to see 30 sacks between both of those, especially too, because you got an interior guy in Cordova as well, the teams need to pay attention to. So, and then once they get to the U of A, what are expectations? Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, rushing is obviously fantastic. He's a great prospect. He's a great kid. But when I've gone to South Point games, I haven't seen him dominate in the way that I think a lot of people, you would certainly hope that somebody of that stature would, but you could also say he's getting quadruple teamed, whatever the case may be. This year, though, he's got to dominate because, again, you've got Keona Wilhite across from him for the entire season, and not only do you have him across from him, you also have, um, you have a player or two that I think is going to continue to emerge. Um once they get, but once these guys get into Arizona, I'll be honest with you, I think that Will Height might even have the higher upside. As 
crazy as that is to say, because again, Elijah rushing is awesome. This is no diss towards Elijah rushing. It is just more of a kudo compliment to um, Keona Wilhite right there. But both these guys are going to play immediately once they hit the U of A. I don't know if they're going to start immediately, but they're both going to play and they're both going to play a lot um, because again, we talked about it. You got Russell Davis, you got Isaiah Ward. Both those dudes are good, but um, you also have uh, room for more players, and especially too in the Pac-12. And well, let's be honest, in any conference, you can never have too many defensive ends. There's no coach out there that says, "Man, we got too many defensive ends right there." These guys can all be put on the field. They can all be used in a variety of packages. There's no reason that they won't be able to be used in those ways. Now, with uh, when it comes to uh, you know statistical expectations, I think you're probably hoping for four or five sacks that first year from both of them, something like that. Keep in mind that while rushing's good, he's not considered like that Kayvon Thibodeau, Miles Garrett, where you're like, oh, well, no, duh, you're going to come in and dominate. He should come in and be really, really good, but he's also not viewed necessarily as that quite that type of player. But I think both these guys should be able to get four or five sacks. Plus, Tyler Owens, T.O., is going to be ecstatic to work with both of these dudes because you look at them. They're both big. They're both bench about 300 pounds at this stage. Keep in mind, they're both legitimately 6'5", 6'6". Um, you think you're probably assuming that number gets to around 350 by the time they hit the U of A, and then Tyler Owens just takes that one over from there and then just rocks, rock and rolls with it. And if you're T.O., you got to be pretty excited. You got to be pretty excited about the possibility right there about being able to work with those two dudes. Um, so then let's talk about what similar rankings, though, for different players and what that could possibly mean as a projection going forward. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. All right, now let's talk position rankings right here and where exactly uh, where exactly Arizona is. Um, the one thing that you can generally look at is if you're the top-rated defensive end in the country. You generally come in and you play immediately. Now, some players come in and are immediate superstars. Some guys come in and they're your uh, your Miles Garrett. I almost said Miles Clowney. You come in your Miles Garrett and immediately you're 15 or not 15 sacks, but you're 10 sacks. You're something like that, or you're the Kayvon Thibodeau. Or some guys come in and take a little bit longer. I always thought that Jadavion Clowney was wildly overrated, and I think that that kind of came to fruition. Never really did a ton in college, never really did a ton in the pros. I mean, I know that he had the game where he hit the helmet off of the guy from Michigan or whatever, cool, but that doesn't do a ton for me. Um, he also was more of a three-and-a-half, four-sack guy. I think if you're uh, Arizona, you're certainly hoping that rushing can have a better college career than Jadavion Clowney. But the way, here's the way it is, though. If you're a bet edge rusher that has any real ability, the NFL is always going to be interested in you. Not only is the NFL always going to be interested in you, they are going to want you because the most important position in the in, in all of sports is the quarterback position. And guess what? The other two most important positions – the position that is caused with getting after the quarterback and the position offensive tackle that is tasked with getting or keeping the quarterback upright. Those are, those all are married to each other. Those are the most important positions in all of football right there. That's why, uh, that's why you want to get these kind of edge rushers. And that's why these edge rushers are generally so difficult to get. And they generally end up at Alabama, Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, 
So I would imagine, though, if you're just looking at previous rankings, what to be expected, I think four, I think four sacks, something like that, from both as a uh, freshman is probably realistic. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that it's going to be – I don't know that it will be much more than that. You're also going to be going to a team – that should be really, really good by that point. I, I think again, I love Arizona right now. I think Arizona is going to be a six or a seven win team. Told you to take the over on it when it was four and a half. It's now five and a half. So again, I'd still take the over on five and a half. But that next year, assuming people come back that should come back, um, Arizona could be very much looking at a nine or a ten win uh, season, especially with SC out of the way. The Wildcats are going to be locked and loaded and ready to go. But again, you got to give big tip of the cap to Jed Fish right here because he he's the one that's been able to make this one happen. Um, everything that he said, he's come in and he's done. And not only that, he's like I said, he's recruited at a high level and he's gotten the community involved. It's He's just done a fantastic job. It's hard not to look at Jed Fish and say, man, this dude has done a great, great job. And again, tip of the cap to Dave Heakey, tip of the cap to President Robbins as well because they both were the ones that were able to see this into the future. All right. We're going to continue to talk more about this tomorrow, obviously, because, again, there's a lot of uh, interesting little parameters in play right here as to what uh, what uh, Arizona fans should be able to expect from the Wildcats. And honestly, what uh, are you know, we're going to continue to talk about rushing. We're going to milk this one for a while because you generally don't get a player like this to come to the University of Arizona and back the A. But as always, appreciate you guys. Making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. We will be back with you tomorrow. Talk with you Tuesday.